Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, uh, and welcome back to this podcast. Uh, we don't name it first. Uh, first, what we do is we apologize and uh, confess to things that we didn't uh, get or do in our last episode. And our last episode was about Saturday Night Live. And there are obviously tons of people we forgot to talk about in Saturday Night Live, but I, f- I felt confident that I've, we covered a lot of stuff we 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 left out robert downey jr that's right robert downey jr was on the cast for like a second when he was at his youngest and most chemically dependent. obnoxious yes. Yeah, yeah he was yeah yeah there's so many like forgotten nobody sarah silverman was on the cast for a yeah. season and barely got on um jay moore was on the season jay moore wrote a great book called uh gasping for airtime which is about uh his time on saturday night live and his time realizing that he had panic attacks um and it's a really good book if you <laughs> if you deal with anxiety or if you deal with uh like if you want to know more about comedy and the inner workings of things Gasping for Airtime is a great book about Saturday Night Live and an even better book about mental illness. So um, I recommend that one as well. So I, I think that's uh, I think that's good. Um, I think we're ready. Right? Yes. Yeah, uh, let's I'm get ready. on with it. Uh, this is I'm Right and he's Rob. And uh, my name is Bonnie Ike. And with me, as always, is uh, my Norrin Rad uh, to uh, to his Silver Surfer. Uh, the James Howlett to my Wolverine, the Superman to my Clark Kent. It's my best friend, Rob Bloom. Uh, Rob, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I have no idea what we're talking about. Today. <laughs> <laughs> we're well, well, let's first let's discuss why we're talking about this. And that, of course, is because uh, in DC Comics. Superman has walked away from his uh, secret identity. His secret identity. And unlike any other time where it's been revealed, I think uh, there have been other instances, even recently, where Superman's identity was known. But this is the first time that he has, in continuity, went, look, this is who I am. If I'm going to stand for truth and justice, I'm going to come before all the people and go, this is why I've been... Leading a double life, and so it, it led to debate. Yeah, so I, you know, there's uh, things like f- first of all, let, let's break. Help me break this down. Is Martha Kent alive in the DC Comics universe right now? Oh, okay, that this is where DC really sometimes screws shit up, and right. that's about. And while it's good and bad, there was. I don't even want to call it a crossover. We'll call it an event thing, a story called Doomsday Clock. Uh-huh. And what we have learned is that in recent history, the um, Dr. Manhattan has been messing with the time stream 
trying to get things. Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. Yeah, I know. Has been met. I'm just clarifying for yeah. those who don't. All right. Gotcha. Um, uh, has been messing with the time stream, and actually, every existence of Superman has existed, but he pushes him ahead a little bit, and when he does. He, he makes him his greatest self at that time. It, I'm really I'm screwing up the verbiage of what was used, but it's it's brilliant in the way it's. Conceived. He basically says says that Silver Age Superman existed because that's the Superman that was needed in the '60s. Golden exactly, Age existed, exactly. existed because that's the Superman that was needed in the the '40s and '50s. Um, but what and- it comes down to is even Doctor Manhattan realizes. I think we're cutting out here. I apologize. Uh, that Dr. Manhattan even realizes that Superman is the linchpin of the DC universe, that everything hinges on him. And it's always his best self every time going forward. As a result of the end of this recent thing, because somebody else is going to, we know that in the year 2025, there'll be another epic crisis story. Oh God. As, well, yeah. I think that I want to say that's the 50th anniversary of Crisis or, or 40th or it's some major anniversary for Crisis. So we'll have another one of those. But both the Kents are back again at the end of this story. So after Rebirth, we had lost both Kents. Now both Kents are still alive and a part of Superman's life. Superman's still a father now, which is new in recent history. He's a father, but... Okay, so so let me get this straight. At a time, yes, please have that drink. At a time when um, when uh, uh, Superman is now has two parents, a child, and a wife, this is the time he says, "You know what? I should let everyone know who I am." Yeah, that's that's what is going on. It, um, the logic behind superman has always been he had to hide a secret identity to protect those he left right and so now that's that the he has the most of amount most... of people right that's the whole idea of every of secret every identity. superhero ha- having a secret identity is to protect those near them um have you watched the most recent television show on hbo the watchman um i actually haven't um there's a huge plot point in that where the police I don't I'm not spoiling anything but the police are almost vigilante level right they're all, they all they're all wearing to masks to, to protect their their families it's a huge plot literally point. That for the exact same reason yeah, yeah. yeah oh and racism totally right. it, <laughs> yeah a lot I got of racism. It. um yeah no I get that I that, that's the whole point I mean I think I think Peter Parker uh says it every time he talks about his secret identity is that he doesn't want uh, those people uh, closest to him to be targets and from his rogues gallery. Uh, I think that's also uh, pretty clear the reason uh, I, uh, Batman, that's not the reason why Batman does it. Batman does it so that he could be a vigilante vigilante. Superman's never been the sort of vigilante that the police would go after, so he doesn't need to hide uh, his identity, but Batman's always been sort of more darker and on the edge. Uh, for whatever reason. Also, his aunt Harriet would get kidnapped if well, people knew that he was Bruce Wayne. So that, that's okay. And correct me if I'm wrong, in modern... I will. And let's... Mm. I think that by modern standards, there's really only three heroes 
that need a secret identity anymore. Okay. And Let's you name two of them. You name two of them with Superman and Batman. Uh, and Spider-Man. 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 Is, yeah. Other than that, I don't know anybody that like, I'm not saying they don't exist out there, that there might be some lower level characters that, you know, like your Invincibles and other characters yeah. like that. That, are, But on the... You're talking DC the, and, the, and the Marvel. The big pop culture yeah. characters that we know of. I don't see like Tony Stark, the movie pretty much right Ended. there. Like, look, yeah. yeah. Steve Which is, Rogers has never been. Steve. Well, no, Steve Rogers in the seventies and eighties had a, like they tried to have a, they tried to do a thing where he was Captain America and then he had a personal life. And then yeah. I think people realized that's just too weird. When you lean into the idea that he fought in world war two and is a man displaced out of time you lean into the idea, okay, he's just Captain America all the time. Captain yeah. America had a, a, a secret identity when he was in World War II, which is also kind of funny. The idea that he was a lowly corporal who was also Captain America is hilarious. Why mm-hmm. would he need to fight as a corporal and fight as Captain America? That was just because the trope of secret identity was so strong in the Golden uh-huh. Age, right? Exactly. Well, and uh, probably I would say the trope of a secret identity has been strong until the 70s, until maybe, because it was like every character had then, a secret identity. Then you get least... people like the X-Men who don't need secret identities. They live uh-huh. their lives as a super team. They're always doing it. You 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 find out. Hey, it's much more interesting to have Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman all the time and Princess Diana of Themyscira than it is. You make more noise taking those headphones off than you do. I was sneezing. about to sneeze into the end of the guys. I we was trying a, not to sneeze. We are going to have to a teach. Mute button. Uh, yeah, there's. It's actually right there on there. You can actually do mute. By the way. Okay. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Anyway. It's much more interesting to have uh, Wonder Woman be Diana all the time. Hal Jordan. Um, I, okay, I guess Hal Jordan has still maintained pretty much a, a secret identity. Even though that, all that he's got be. is a domino mask. I mean, even yeah. The best part. The best part of the the Green Lantern movie is when Blake Lively's like basically like yeah no you're Hal Jordan you just have a tiny mask on your face yeah that doesn't literally change anything. <laughs> Well, it's funny that the first and most recognizable character to have a secret identity is probably the most laughable version when you think of it is just a pair of glasses and a different hairstyle. He slumps. He acts a little different. He in the movies really played up that he kind of becomes bumbling. You know, it just depends on which incarnation you you go off of. Right. The the idea that Superman. Yeah. I mean, that's been a joke for a very long time. I think this Christopher Reeves movies have done a great did a great job of Christopher Reeves acting so idiotic and bumbling and, and, and inept that you would be like, there's no way this guy could be Superman, except when you look at him and realize he's still six foot four and muscular. Um, so <laughs> the, the crisis crossover that was on the W or CW shows that just yeah, came out, right. um, the character of Lex Luthor played by John Cryer, who right. I think is, I think he's a really good Lex Luthor, but the, there's uh, the CW shows. There's a level of camp. You just, yeah. there's so it's, it's not like 66 Batman camp, but there's a level of camp. That's just part of their, their charm. The, there was an, I'm going to spoil it a little bit so people boo her. Um, There is a scene in this third or second episode where 
this Lex Luthor goes to the Earth with this Smallville Clark there. Right. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. And he, I've actually did seen you watch that. him? No, no, oh, no. Okay. I've seen this clip online. It infuriates me because it's like, okay, I understand camp. I understand disbelief. I understand that Lex Luthor in any incarnation is usually brilliant. And he also knows that Kara is Supergirl. He knows this on his earth. Right. And comes to this earth, says, oh, you're Superman on this earth. There's no way on earth that Superman could be Clark Kent on my earth. And it's so stupid and laughable to me. That's the one thing I don't like. It's like, don't let him know then. I prefer him to know than to be this like, oh, that would never happen. If you can travel to multiverses, then clearly you can understand what's going on. That's that's completely it, stupid. That's the one part I'd say. Just, and so I, I kind of felt I, that was funny, though. Uh, give, just to talk cling about, on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Go, can I talk go, about go that ahead. moment? Um, so you go to the Smallville universe and clearly Clark has grown some like he's already done with being Superman. He's given it all up to have a w- wife and kids. Right. That's the yeah, idea. Yeah. Which I was I like. like yeah, I, I that's a way of a lot, not actually. having him have to be Superman. That was great. <laughs> yeah, and did you? And he mentions his Lex, who's president. And yeah, I know I'm reading a lot into it, but I felt like maybe their friendship had been reestablished, or at least I didn't feel like if Clark if the, would. Yeah, you wouldn't think that Clark would allow an evil Lex Luthor to be president. Yes, that I, it, I'm reading a lot into it, but I just felt like. Hey, this kind of had a happy ending, and I'm good with it. Yeah, and... we should never talk about it again. Um, yeah, I just think it's. I I think the idea, like, I Batman doesn't necessarily have a family, but Batman keeps his. Uh, not only because he could, you know, he has a tenuous relationship depending on the era and depending on who's writing with the GPD. Clearly, I think in the modern times, we we get the hint that James Gordon knows exactly who Batman is. He just doesn't I talk have, about it. You know who? I, why I think Batman has a secret identity? He's being sued. His company exactly. Taken away. That's, that's yeah. exactly where I was going. It's because of the money. Because yeah. he needs to be Bruce Wayne to have that money. Right. If, and, if if Bruce Wayne if Bruce Wayne figures out a way to completely move all of his money off in uh, uh, intraceable into Bitcoin uh, without <laughs> being uh, you know the board of directors of Wayne Enterprises coming after him. Uh, and he has untraceable money, then he doesn't need Bruce Wayne anymore. I, but he needs Bruce think, Wayne's money in order to do his... his I don't yeah. feel story-wise. Like, yes, he's he's protecting Alfred, and he's protecting his his others. But everybody else in his life is a superhero or a cop or something anyway. So. Right, yeah, he, he's, not, he's not protecting anyone necessarily. Also, can we talk about a little bit about Batman Inc. and how that was basically uh, a weird was, way of, of weird way of saying... Uh, I mean, that was like saying, but yeah, Batman's I, my buddy and I'm in business with him. Yeah, I think that was one of the dumbest things ever. And I know you're going to go, but Monty was a great story. Super dumb, super dumb. Super I didn't know. I, did, I didn't like Batman Inc. I liked the stories that were going on at that time. I did not like the generation of Batman Inc. I won't I won't support Batman Inc. itself. Yeah. But there were some really good stories going on with Damien. Mm-hmm. At that same time that I enjoyed it, that's all I'll defend. But no, yeah. I didn't care for. Batman I thought, Inc. I thought, I thought the idea that Bruce Wayne would be like, yeah, I've been funding Batman for years, is the stupidest idea. Like, either have him say, "I'm Batman," p- 
pull an Iron Man, I am Batman. Or not, because at that point, he's still liable then for every single thug who's been hit with a bat exactly. device. <laughs> I think it's just like, no, you wouldn't. No, you, I you wouldn't. I think Grant Morrison had something in mind when he started that story. And, and maybe I think he Grant was Morrison debate. just got full of himself and thought he could do something. I think that, I honestly, maybe he was more full of cocaine uh, he, than he wanted to talk about i think okay so what happened during the uh batman inc storyline was more about uh robin damian wayne and his relationship and grant morrison said from the very beginning his plan was to kill damian yeah and at the end of uh, at the end of that he does die and it's a very touching story about fathers and sons the whole side story, uh, well, it's called Batman Inc., so it feels like it's the primary focus. Yeah. But the same thing, okay, to get us back to where Superman started this, I feel like Superman's birth father had, uh, because of rebirth, had found a way, he had never died in the first place, was what we found out, and had been manipulating Clark's life to get to a certain point. Then Clark had a son. Again, this is all re rebirth. Right. Him and Lois had a son. And Clark's father, Jor-El, wanted to take his son to teach him the ways of being a true Kryptonian. Uh, his son got trapped in something where he ended up aging to a late teen versus when he went. He was not even 10, I believe. He was a young boy. And then when he came back, he was a late teen. So now he's joining the Legion of Superheroes and create help to create uh well no no sorry i'm mixing stories really easy to do mm -hmm. but at the end of this then jor-el does die and is sent back to the moment where uh he does die on krypton. on krypton so that's a nice way of just tying everything up yeah. yeah and it was it was a story that bendis didn't start and but I think he ended it pretty well. Like, you know, it's like, look, yes, all that did happen. Yes, he did get the influence, but he died. But he he dies as a criminal now where it's not. He's he's kind of an asshole. Clark, uh, Jor-El yeah. is total uh, is um, is borderline a villain. And now Clark is looking at things differently. And I like the story that he's setting up about how he wants to be a better father for his son and not manipulate and mislead people. And while I love the story, the greater thing about Superman is he will always be Clark and Superman is too different opposing. And you, you if, if we're going to argue secret identities, I think those three characters have always got to have a secret identity eventually again. Somehow this will be retconned or right. undone. It'll happen. I, I think the biggest thing about it is is what you what you talk about is Superman is Clark Kent, a small farm boy from Kansas who just happens to have alien superpowers. And I think what really messes it up is when I, I'm annoyed at the idea of Jarrell. Look, Jarrell is his birth father, but that's it. And I always find it dumb. Mm-hmm. And Superman is Clark Kent with superpowers. They're not two different personalities. Superman it's, isn't a Kryptonian. I I, I it's like nature it. versus nurture. I like it, it really actually when Kryptonians are made to be dickheads. I think Kryptonians. Mm -hmm. It's much more 
um, fun and believable. The idea that Kryptonians are are, are somewhat cold evil. scientific dickheads, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that idea a lot, and I like the idea of oh, my culture isn't really necessarily like the reason why Superman is Superman and defends the Earth is because he's from here. I like that line mm-hmm. in is it I don't remember which movie. When Superman basically turns to the general and says, uh, was it the one with Doomsday? I don't even Superman Returns. I don't, I don't remember which of the movies well, it is. Well, save the line, because I don't know which one you're going to say. When he says, the, uh, I, I'm from Kansas. I'm as American as you can get. Oh, that's that's the end of Man of Steel. That's it, the Man of Steel. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, because that's, to me, what it is. It's like the idea of, look, man, I, I'm just a guy yeah, from Kansas. I've been Kansas. here 30 years. Yeah, I've been, I yeah. was raised here. Like, it's it's also a great thing about, actually, it's also a great thing about, honestly, about America, about immigration and all that other stuff. He's look, the ultimate immigrant. Yeah. yeah. I was raised here. It doesn't matter where I was born or anything like that. I was raised mm-hmm. here. I'm as human as the next person. I just happen mm-hmm. to be Kryptonian. But yeah. everything else about who I am is 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 it's because uh, of how I was raised. Right. To me, that is the biggest thing, and and I also like the idea of him having his life as Clark Kent. And I, I think we talked about this a little bit off mic, which was I like the idea that they toy with of Clark Kent being this amazing investigative journalist, not just because he reports on what Superman does, but he also reports on things that Superman isn't necessarily flamboyantly into. He mm-hmm. writes stories about inner gang. Yes, he busts heads on inner gang, but he also spells out evidence against inner gang and, and bring, brings light to inner gang. It's two different and things. It's, it the it story... depletes his character because I, I don't think like the world at large will look at his writing as like, okay, well now Superman is writing about like, because it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's just, yeah. How much can we trust Superman? Because all of these pro Superman stories have been written by this man or his wife. Right? How much can we trust Superman now that we know he and everything we know about him is because he's given exclusives to the company he works for? Some of the, some of my favorite, I'll call them what ifs, but they were called elsewhere. They weren't even yeah. in Elseworld at the time it came out, but it's, it was a those DC dream version. sequence stories and yeah. crap like that. They aren't real. Well, they're, none of them are real. We know that, yeah. but there was, there was a annual that came out and I've talked about this with Tracy a few times. In fact, I bought it for her because I loved it so much where Superman was his best friend. Pete Ross was running for president and there was an assassination attempt that almost succeeded but at the last second Clark jumped in front of oh he was his press secretary going to be his press secretary while mm-hmm. he was running for president Clark Kent jumps in front of the assassin saves him but in the process his shirt gets blown open and everybody sees that he's Clark that Clark is superman um cuz he always his, wears his suit with cape yeah, underneath know, that dress shirt <laughs> this was this was the mid 80s so yeah, yeah I, I kind of forgive that a little bit um so while he's in the hospital, Pete Ross says, I want you to run in my place. And he's like, I can't. I'm not born. Well, this was at the time of when yeah. his when his pod landed he on was a his baby. culture. He would have been born. Yeah. When his pod, so he was technically born of Earth was what they that's how they let him be the president because he was born on American soil. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a love it. Imaginary story. 
And he ended up being like the most incredible president. It was a really good story. You know, you have this stiff arm negotiation from Superman. You can't launch nuclear weapons. He fixed the he fixed the economy because he uh, went and made Medicare and, for all. No, he went and found a sunken pirate ship from that and, and then oh slowly put put that money into the economy. So he fixed the economy that it was a really funny story. Um, oh my god! It was a Dan Jurgens and Tom Grimet. It's got a picture of him on the cover being sworn in as president. It's a really good, if only, if only. But uh, he wasn't <laughs> the fascist version. He was, you know, total, and only served two terms, uh, and then there was a woman president after him. So, okay. Well, <laughs> that'll anyway, never fucking but, happen. But it's like when you met, <laughs> but. Okay, I, my whole point of that, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent. My whole point of that is, is I love when they mess with those things, but at its core, Superman is Clark first. That's yeah. what makes him Superman. And I guess, and, does, does does revealing that he's Clark Kent change that? Probably not. Not short term, I think it'll be a great story. I trust Bendis a lot, but long term. No. I don't long term. I don't. You like eventually got to go back to Clark Kent, reporter. Eventually. Yeah, I think also that I worry about here is um, there's a great idea of the idea that uh, Superman knows about things that are bad because he, as a reporter, are investigating things. Right. So that's the other thing that I've always like. How do these how do these superheroes always find out about these intricate plots? Right. There has to be some sort of investigation. I don't want Superman to turn into, well, if it's not, if there's no backstory of him um, investigating, then how do you know? It's just it's just the same thing. Batman stopped being a detective 15 years ago and now just seems to beat up people and go from one thug to the other. And that's his idea of investigation anymore. Yeah. They The Taken route. If you watch the first movie, Taken, um, Liam Neeson is not a great detective. He simply beats the crap out of people until they squeal on the next higher up person. Yeah. And I don't want to see. I think. I think. I think comics have gotten to this point of either a a villain has decided to attack a superhero from like you know oh in order for my plan to succeed I got rid of, I got to get rid of Batman so I'll just outright attack him you know what I mean or there's like, sure I mean, there's a couple of different things there's the conspiracies the we're secretly attacking uh, Batman but Batman just fights up the chain but that. The point is, is you, it's not like he finds out about a security that has nothing to do. Like, if I was operating in Gotham, the first thing I would be doing would be like, don't anyone do anything that Batman might find. <laughs> like, nobody fuck with anything that Batman is doing. But always it seems like. Because well, I, I, I there's think, no okay, investigation, so, the, so it just becomes sure. a thug fest and, and it, it gets to laziness. At, at, as a whole, you are right. There are individual writers. First of all, Tom King is an ex-CIA man who was one of those people that was after 9-11. They came, he was one of the guys that they asked, come up with scenarios that we need to think. Like uh, mm -hmm. uh, another uh, Brad Meltzer is another one where they would like – they'd ask these guys, okay, uh, fiction sometimes becomes reality come up with scenarios that we have to fight against that right. are and and tom king who is three, currently well just three days of the condor run. condor you remember that movie robert redford they're uh vaguely they're they're, they're uh, a cs cia office where they literally read books 
and flag actual plots and books that could be a threat that somebody might be thinking of or might be something okay. that could be used as a plan. And then well, they're liquidated. What, yeah. And that's what's been going on with the, the – he just ended his run on Batman. He's now going to write a book called Batman and Catwoman. Um, and his political intrigue and detective work shows on there. That's – that there are those writers out there. But I do feel that those who – who give the long burn, who give the actual detective work, Clark being a, a reporter. I, I, I feel like the action comics angle with, since Bendis has taken over uh, Superman, he has had two books, the Superman title and action comics. Superman has been just space epic battles using fisticuffs, joining with other heroes, fighting kind of like oh that that's what i want from superman action has been more focused on him being clark doing research doing uh reporter work <laughs> and it actually and i'll be honest it's been boring yeah it's it's been to me as i don't find that i don't care to read about him doing detective work so it, it happens they are out there but that book has slowly been where the the two kind of have merged together in their focuses. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd seen that before with other writers in Superman too, where they don't know which direction they want to go because there's, there are depths to using Superman that we want the huge action, but we also want the human side. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about this then. Let's talk about why you need, why you need a, 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 uh, from a from a standpoint, not of of like you need to protect your family. Sure. Okay. Let's talk about this as a point of fiction. The points for that may, yeah for for plot. Why does having a super uh, or secret identity matter? There's a relatability. Tension, relatability. Relatability. Number one, um, tension of of the secret identity either being used against you or found out or needing to protect it adds a nice little plot line. Mm -hmm. Um. And, uh, and well, like in, in Peter Parker's case, he's a kid going to school and he's got to still do all these kid things. He's still got to have a life. He's got to, but still has to save the day and feel guilt for yeah. like, what, do I go to out on a date or do I right. stop this robber? Well, well, I think what, what is great about Peter Parker and we've talked about this before is Peter Parker's shitty life is why P Spider-Man is so great. Peter yeah. Parker, nothing ever really goes right for him for too long. And part of that is because he puts on the suit. His suit mm -hmm. ruins so many things in his life and so many chances. But the responsibility of being Spider-Man is so great, he absolutely has to sacrifice some of his moments as Peter Parker's happiness. That is a great dynamic that is beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. The great dynamic is... He is literally the amazing Spider-Man that all these people are like, what a fantastic thing. But he is also Peter Parker, a a, a turd. I, I mean, like, no, I mean, he's just well, the, even the, like depending Flash on when Thompson, who adores Spider-Man Spider right. Spider and wants that to is, beat the crap out of. Yeah, that is the dramatic irony that adds so much flavor to Peter Parker's existence. The idea of when when the new when the new Avengers came out and stuff like that. There was this great moment where they were like, yeah, you guys are going to get paid. And Peter Parker was like, we're going to get paid. And they were like, well, those of you who we can actually write checks to. 
And he was like, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's like he was this- broke as shit, and he was offered uh, an ability to be paid money for his work on the Avengers, but he couldn't do it because he wouldn't re- reveal who he is, so therefore they couldn't cut checks to Peter Parker, right? Yeah. So there's this like, oh, man. Um, fact of it, you know, because in the world uh, in which we live, you can't get a check and get taxes taken out as Spider-Man. It has mm-hmm. to be as somebody. And and so that was a, like a great moment. But I think that dramatic irony, I think, I think Spider-Man is the ultimate secret identity becomes a, a core of how those stories are laid out because they are always lows and highs with Spider-Man. I don't think mm-hmm. you get that with Batman and Superman as much. The lows and highs. There's not a high point of Superman. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's been written as well. Like if I'm sure, if I got a copy of the Bible of how to how to write Spider-Man, right? Stan Lee's written a how to write a Spider-Man story. One of the number one things is going to be always balance triumph with tragedy. Always have Mm -hmm. a, a high note and a low note because that is what people really dig. And that's what I dig about Peter Parker is the idea that he is both fantastic and pathetic all at the same damn time. And it's great. Batman, again, for years and years and years, he keeps the, like, let's be honest, he keeps the Bruce Wayne thing. But how many times have you read a book where he's fucking Bruce Wayne 90% of the time? He's not. They keep him in the cave. They keep him in the suit. Barely. Barely. He is barely Bruce Wayne. He has that one where he had to serve jury duty was pretty damn cool. Though. Yeah, <laughs> as Bruce Wayne, that was a cool. Yeah, but they don't do that as much anymore. And but, I no, think that, no, that, that's I, the thing. I can, no, that's that's a few and far between. I because think I think the we point, don't want to learn a, because yeah. that's not relatable. I think the funny thing about it, what you said about Action Comics versus Superman is exactly why these companies are like, let's shed these secret identities. I think the modern thing is let's shed it. Let's make Oliver Queen be known as Oliver Queen. Let's make all of these people be who they are and not have to fight it because, one, it's actually a little more believable. If you're a superhero, you can't hold a 40-hour job. You'd get, you know, actually, that also makes Spider-Man believable. You can't fucking hold down work because you're always being a superhero. That That's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Um but the idea that people wouldn't know you in the mask, the idea that you'd be able to have any kind of a, a regular life is hard to believe. Also, no one wants to see their regular job. Think about it. <laughs> what if you played a video game where 30% of the time you had to just work for someone else or like sit at a desk or any, mm-hmm. you know, it's ridiculous. No one cares about that stuff. No one cares about when they're sleeping and no one cares about when they're in their they're in, unless they're uh, they're getting the tension of the Joker has uh, raided a, a party with billionaire Bruce Wayne in it, and Bruce doesn't have the ability to change into to Batman. Sneak out and, yeah. That's the only time anyone cares about it. But he's still really being Batman. He's not mm-hmm. doing Wayne Enterprises. Well, work. we also you and I both have many times discussed this. This isn't anything new, but we both. Bruce Wayne is the is, is the mask is the secret identity is the yeah. mask and Batman is who he really is. We, and I think that's almost become common culture anymore right. where that that's just how he's looked at. And then I feel like the the opposite is completely true of oh the way I want my Superman to be. I've always wanted my Superman to be Clark first. Superman is 
is how he does this. And but Superman is still the symbol. So right. Superman is the symbol for everybody. That's it's a weird conundrum with Superman. And I think it's just because he's got almost 80 years of baggage on him. So, yeah, I think the thing is this is is uh, what the thing that we want to hold on to the most is the idea that Superman is really a farm boy from Kansas. That's a huge thing. But taking away the fact that he dresses like that and reminds us that he is a farm boy from Kansas is a is a slippery slope. And the last thing I want is for Superman to get more and more Kryptonian or to be more and more in the shape of Superman. He can't always be the leader of the pack. I think that's a, a problem that sometimes Captain America has. He's a symbol. He's always in front. And sometimes it actually makes him one-dimensional in how he's written or how he's perceived. I agree. I, I and, and it doesn't give him the good roundness. And and then you have to do dumb things like retroconning him to a Nazi for two and years. That's, that's what I'm, I'm terrified of with Superman is, okay, this can't be – this just can't be permanent. I, I'm not yeah. saying it couldn't last for even ten years, whatever. Ten years from now, somebody will re- – or or whatever this the, the timeline is – Eventually, it's Superman, Clark. Clark is a reporter, and it's a secret. It's just yeah. that's just the core. You you say five things off the top of your head. You think of Superman. He flies. He's a man in disguise. He he's stronger. You know, it's like th- that's just part of the core of who yeah. he is. The ripping. I, the I shirt love open. the idea of this story because there's a really cool panel I saw that I haven't read the book yet, but it was a panel I saw where there's a kid who sees Superman come by and he says, Hey Clark, will you sign this? And Clark stops and looks at him and he goes, am I the first one to say that? And it's a great, it's like, there's some really cool moments that are Mm going to come from this. I can't wait for him, but I don't see it being permanent and I'm okay with that. But just, I, the three core characters that I think always have to have a secret identity that I, and, and I, and I do throw at least Hal Jordan in there too, but I don't see him as core. It, I don't feel like you can tell a billion stories about space going. Well, yeah, Hal and Jordan, I and I don't need a Hal Jordan pilot story. I don't need maybe others. Well, and that's the other thing too but, is I don't think Hal Jordan the way they've made really really lean into space police Hal Jordan he can't obviously have any kind of life on Earth. Yeah, he can't, and it's so just, that's like, impossible. I don't, so I don't there's no need yeah. to read to read Hal Jordan. I don't need Hal Jordan on Earth doing pilot stuff. I don't need it. Maybe no. there are the, those, but I need eventually Clark Kent reporter if I'm reading Superman. Right. Eventually. So I think what we agree here is that uh, in the end, Superman needs a secret identity. It's core. He needs it. Eventually. Like, I, I'm all good with trying new things, but that's not, I don't see it being a permanent. I don't want right. it to be. Yeah. Permanent. Well, we're, what we're saying right here is, guys, we are not, uh, we're not doing the star wars fan thing of saying oh no this is terrible no no uh, episode eight doesn't exist in my world no we're not no, doing and i'm that. not <laughs> i'm all for trying new things yeah great um, but i think i think you're right. i think at its core there there needs to be that i, I think batman is a little weird i think uh, honestly uh, I, I think you could honestly never tell another bruce wayne story again you he'd still have the secret identity but you don't necessarily ever have to to tell that story <clears throat> and people would be mostly okay because that's the mask and we don't care. And honestly, what does I Bruce just, Wayne do during the day other than like 
set up sleep. things. <laughs> yeah, sleep and, and but here's servant like, I soup need kitchens. Bruce Wayne in a mask. I don't ever want Batman without a mask. Right. Yes. So, and so it's like he's hiding something, and to hide that's I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I love. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Again, one of the, my favorite things in Avengers comic books is. Peter Parker with the mask just over his face to eat. Keep drawing. (laughs) He doesn't take the mask fully off. Yeah. Most of the people people in the room don't know his secret identity. And that's, I mean, it's very guarded who is, who does know and who doesn't know. And so it's fantastic in the movies. They ruin that. Mm. And we'll have to see how that gets fixed. And that's, uh, another thing that I think we should. Talk I forgot. About. Yeah. I forgot we. That, yeah, that's that's how we were left at the. That's end of, how we were uh, left it up. Far it, from like, home. Yeah, completely screws a major part. I of, forgot. Uh, of Peter Parker. Well, yeah, because you know we had. So we're gonna get Mephisto the next movie, I guess. Uh, yes. Yeah, we will get Mephisto to change everything back. No, I think what's gonna happen is the. Uh, I, there's two things that are revealed in that thing. One. That the scrolls were working for Nick Fury, and the scrolls are on Earth pretending to be him, and that uh, there was that fake deniability. Te- deniability. So what you're going to, I think, happen in whatever plot lines go like, you're going to see a scroll pretending to be Peter Parker while Peter Parker is Spider Man to throw mm-hmm. everything off. Is what's going to happen there? So, yeah. or Bruce Wayne dressed as Clark Kent and Superman comes in. Right, exactly. That's that's what they did in the early comics to throw off Lois. Uh that what's dumb about that is <laughs> I oh there's a lot dumb about that. You don't have to tell me. However, however <laughs> since uh you know in in the golden age every uh superhero character had dark hair and uh a lantern jaw that 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 was yeah. easy to do. All right, so um, real the only winner here, I think, is uh, is super uh, secret identities. Secret identities are the winner. We didn't really pick sides on this one, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll secret identities win. They're valuable. They're needed, and eventually Superman will have to go back to Clark Kent. And again, I want to say I think the story is really touching because he's Superman in this book is coming out to all of his friends beforehand before he reveals it to the public. And did I tell did we discuss this yes. off air or something? Yeah, yeah, we did. Where, where Jimmy Olsen. The, there's, yeah. the Jimmy Olsen one's great, but more the, the Perry White where like it's just each panel is is it, it's, it's a really touching scene. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it's good. I, I get I get that you want to tell a good story and you want to do that, but you're, you're absolutely right. It needs to go away. Is he just going to kiss them Eventually. all later? He's just going to kiss <laughs> everybody on Earth and they'll forget? Fly backwards around the yeah. Earth. Well, it's, it's, uh, that's a known Superman power. Well, they're already yeah. having, obviously, they're already having um, other ways to manipulate the Earth and time in the DC Universe right now. So nothing has to be permanent, right? Literally, Dr. Manhattan can click it and make that go away if he wanted to at this point well uh henry cavill's superman exists in the cw universe from last week's uh spoil did you see that no I, I haven't watched any of the wb yeah i thought you just said you saw the oh you I saw, saw clips clip. of that okay yeah. because uh, i have instagram and they're very good at as uh at they marketing. Happen- yeah go ahead in the fourth episode of the crisis uh Flash comes back to Star Labs, and who's there but Ezra Miller's Flash? Yes, I, I have seen so that it, clip as well. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I had that ruined for me before seeing the episode, and I really wish I would. I would probably have just flipped shit had I seen that in the episode, but I knew going into it we were going to see that. But that that look, is a, a love letter to people that's like, look, DC is full of a billion different universes, and they know it. The only the only thing that made me sad was that the Titans universe, the, the Titans mm-hmm. television show universe, is in a different universe than the Doom Patrol universe. When they kind of spawned out of each other, and it that seems dumb. Different. At the end of it, it well because they have two different actors and some other things that they reference. That because the Doom Patrol yeah. show is so good and the Titans show is so good, but there are things that they kind of contradict each other in as the shows go on. So I guess I understand why, just to cover their own butts. But Boy, that would be so hard to figure out how to not contradict yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's good. I mean, Ezra, uh, Ezra's uh, Flash standalone movie that came out in 2017 was just amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're on Earth 7 right now. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, so the real winners here are secret identities. Uh, oh, you know what? The Flash actually, Barry Allen specifically needs a secret identity because every single person he's ever worked on a forensics case suddenly has their case thrown out because <laughs> the person who worked forensics There's, is a superhero and that's a no go. Again, there are other heroes out there that probably need it, but I don't think they're part of the core of who their hero are. Right. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. The, I that's that's what I'm saying. Yes, there are other characters out there that have secret identities, but. At the core, those three, I think, right, are the big ones. And no one must know about James Howlett. Um, <laughs> especially James Howlett. All right, well, uh, next week we'll talk about something. Our next uh, episode we'll talk about something different. Uh, we don't have a winner here, so let me just flip a coin. Um, oh, you won, Rob. So you have nah. to deliver the uh, the last statement here, uh, as we uh, do every single time. Uh, winners, even ceremonial ones like today, uh, have to give the uh, the final sign off, our uh, famous sign off, something that we say every single episode. Um, you guys can say it along with us. It's always fun to watch people in the cars saying it along uh, with the podcast. Uh, so, Rob, go ahead, hit us with our our final thought. You got me, but who's got you? 